0: all right what's up guys welcome to another no guidance podcast brought to you guys by yours truly berada i got a special guest here ashley i mean shit you know you straight from florida you know born and raised but i mean you moved and maneuvered your way to you know pacific northwest washington we got uwm alumni you know graduated 2014 i mean appreciate you for letting me interview you on this podcast though yeah definitely so let's just talk about Mainly, I mean, let's just talk about your daily right now. You know, this is the, you know, the, you said the daily. So, I mean, yeah, you got it at 12 daily. miles. You got it for, you had only 12 miles on the car and then you shipped it out here. I mean, how was the whole experience upon like that and all that?
1: Um, so, when I purchased the vehicle, um, my family owns a Ford dealership. So, for me, um, I've been a Ford performance girl forever, for mm-hmm. my entire life. It's what I've been born and raised on. Um, I actually grew up in the back of a Mustang. So, for me, it's... Uh, uh, this car has been uh, a learning experience. I am very much a hot hatch girl to mm-hmm. the core. Um, so a little bit about my car. Um, I purchased her. She had 12 miles on her when I bought her. Mm-hmm. Um, got her shipped out here. She now has, as we're driving right now, we're dri- we're, we're, yeah.
0: we're, we're doing this podcast doing. from the road guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Um,
1: 78,767. Um, she was purchased in December of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's she's a 2016 Ford Focus ST Um, I have done interior modifications so I bought her as an ST3 and then downgraded um, to have a sunroof delete when I ordered her and then one of my friends and I interior swapped because I had um, until he recently passed away, I had a 120 pound Irish Wolfhound Black Lab. Mm-hmm. So, didn't want to have leather interior oh, with yeah. the dog.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. um, so, we decided to interior swap, and I'm very happy I did. The Recaros that Ford makes are awful, <laughs> to say the least, for us, oh, yeah. uh, us thicker women in the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, so let's see. Let's start with uh, uh, I'm running. Running Continental DWS O um, those just went on recently. Third set of oh, fourth set of tires oh, shit. Um, that are all seasons, mm-hmm. and then for Washington I, weather, obviously. Yeah, yep, and I run Blizzaks during the winter, mm-hmm. um, and then I do have a Cobb Fuel Performance tune that was custom made for my vehicle. Um, oh, so uh, I haven't gotten to do uh, my forged internals at this point. I will be upgrading to that probably this winter. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I do have a custom exhaust, uh, that was custom made for me. Yeah. Um,
0: we can hear that. No, everybody needs to. I
1: was going to say, I don't know if you can hear it on the recording. Um, I'm going to
0: try Hey, after this, uh, we hop out of the car and everything and we get this whole podcast situated, I want to put the mic right by the Right. Right outside outside not yeah <laughs> not the right by. It, it's gonna um, blow the mic out honestly but
1: so um i do have a custom exhaust i'm running a ford performance 50 50 blow off mm-hmm. um i have done full led front and rear um swap outs um so i ha- do have um a full setup that is brought to you in part by hkp customs in bellevue they are fantastic if you guys ever need lighting they are my guys love them to death
0: Oh, yeah, you, um, you guys hit them up
1: Love them uh, They also did Cam Chancellor's Truck build with me mm-hmm. um, When I built his F-250 Yeah um, So they're good people They're actually One of the only people that powder coat Out in this area So shit. that's They're my peeps
0: I mean shit Talk about uh, the whole uh, Situation between the Kemp Chancellor, you know, 250 build.
1: So, uh, so let's see. So what was, like, what was <laughs> it like?
0: What was it like it stuck? And then you, cause you know, you were talking about how yeah. you customized, and you,
1: so, you know, um, truck came in stock, didn't even have 10 miles on it's it. Ugly. Went through PDI. Um, I absolutely hate Chrome bumpers on the F two fifties. I think they are fucking hideous. Mm-hmm. I literally don't think that, um, I could have found something that was more hideous um, it's a 2020 F250 Super Duty. Um, honestly, the wheels on it were atrocious. I am a lot of the things that Ford does with their trucks, I'm really, uh, I'm really not a fan of. Um, just so you guys have a little of a backstory, uh, I um, used to be a senior diagnostic analyst for Ford Motor Company at AutoNation Ford Bellevue. Um, and had worked for them for quite some time. I'm also a and Shelby Certified Service Advisor. Um, so that's that's a big thing, Ford Performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, Power Stroke Diesel is my niche. Mm-hmm. So um, anytime that a truck would come in, somebody's looking to do modifications, I'm normally the person that would handle it. Um, so Cam's truck, when we got it, gorgeous. Tuxedo Black, I the the Ford Tuxedo Black, it, it honestly speaks to my soul. I think it's better than a Mercedes black. I like <laughs> personally. Is it because you, um, you like
0: Fords though or is that what?
1: Okay. So I'm, I'm very, I go back and forth. I do uh-huh. like my Euro trash. I will be straight up with you. I have been a BMW owner for almost six years. Uh-huh. Um, but Ford always has had a special place in my heart. Oh, so yeah. that's a more of a preference than yeah, anything.
0: I'm, um, This view is nice.
1: Yeah. This is Kirkland waterfront,
0: dude.
1: Um. So, yeah, no, the Ford Tuxedo Black is definitely a beautiful color. Um, color matching it as a painter is absolutely horrendous, but mm-hmm. that's fine.
0: Because um, <laughs> you could do it. You can find just, a way. I have friends. Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, no, I uh, am very... When the truck came in, I was just so... Um, I was so shook that he didn't order certain things the way that I thought he would order it when he ordered the truck. Mm-hmm. That's kind of uh, more my side of that.
0: So you were just like, you like judging people's cars, huh? When you look at them, you're like, uh, okay, that's, that's when, you,
1: when you When I know who you are mm-hmm. as a professional and I know what else you're driving and I know what your wife is driving, um, it definitely is a different vibe. Um, you would so expect,
0: you have certain expectations. I have certain
1: expectations of what you expect from yourself. Uh, so, uh, we did wheels, tires, lift, leveling kit, spacers, spray in bed liner from Linex and Kirkland, tonneau. Um, we did a 90% chrome delete on the truck, um, powder coating HKP. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, also did full ceramic tint um, all the way around. Um, did a partial windshield tint as well. Um, and tow package that we, uh, did an upgraded heavy duty tow package because why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it definitely was, it was an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize how many sensors and how long it would take to, uh, take those bumpers on and off, <laughs> um, for a flat rate technician, for anybody that understands the flat rate game mm-hmm. um front and rear bumpers coming off an f-250 is a seven hour pay job Damn. um because there is so many sensors front and rear in that bad boy Damn. um but yeah no um building cam's truck was incredible mm-hmm. um i do have photos on my tiktok and on my instagram yeah,
0: make sure you guys check that out um sure.
1: my my handle is Seattle. Mm-hmm. um that's all my social media so mm-hmm. you guys are more than welcome to come join me
0: right, make sure you guys tune in
1: um but yeah, no, uh, cars are my life. Um, if anybody asks me, like, do you have life outside of cars? The answer is no.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, shit, why not? I mean, this is a profession that you obviously took towards. You know, you took business school and all that at UW. So I mean, I think it's all worth it and it all connects at that very end, you know. So yep. But let's. I do want to discuss. You know, you're obviously um, in the industry that you are. Mm-hmm. It's mostly dominated with like men obviously so in that in that sense i mean what what is like the main like big struggles that you see that you know being a woman in this industry i guess in that sense
1: so being a woman in a man's industry Mm -hmm. um first of all being a woman specifically on a service drive like i can backtrack five years back into my career when I was a desk manager, I had a lot, people had a lot more respect for me as a sales manager, um, and working on the sales side than they do on the service side. Um, I actually had a, I, I had a customer spit in my face and call me a stupid ass bitch because they thought I didn't know what I was talking about when it came to the truck. Um, I, I have, uh, been groped, grabbed, all sorts of stuff so it's definitely a huge perception changer of dealing with the general public
0: i bet um
1: more than anything Mm -hmm. um and being a woman in the industry a lot of men don't take me serious until I've proved my until they feel that I've proved myself
0: and I think that sucks though it's just like you know being a woman in this industry you got to always prove yourself I bet like yep. you know you always got to be like okay I got this credential this credential and even though you have might have all the plaques in the world you still got to prove yourself yep. and that's I think that's it's unfair at the end of the day you yeah know? and I think with you being on this podcast it'll spread more awareness that maybe you know like women could do this too yeah. you know it's not just a, a you know a, a men dominated or male dominated industry because you know we got people like you yeah and then shit so i mean this would be hopefully like the you know a little like what's that
1: little tidbit yeah Yeah. give them give
0: them like you know a little spark in there. like
1: girls go out get in the industry like if if you're passionate about cars if you want a wrench if you like fuck if you want to turn a wrench it is a huge thing to have a woman in a fucking service department as a technician. You will be hired straight off the bat because it is a diversity requirement for the company. Mm-hmm. It gives you the opportunity to grow. If that's mm-hmm. what you want and that's what you love, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Um, it. I started in the industry as a service receptionist and cashier mm-hmm. um, and worked my way up. And it. yeah, it's taken me taken me almost 10 years to be in a, to be a successful service advisor, but I would not trade any of the experiences that I have ever had with any of my bosses, with any of the people I've ever worked with. I am still friends with my mentors. From my first dealership. Oh
0: shit! Where um, was that? At?
1: I worked for Jaguar, Land Rover, and Bentley, Lamborghini, Rolls Royce, McLaren, and Bellevue. Oh, um, my uh, my mentor, his name is John. He's the service director at, shout at Rover. Yeah. Um, shout out to John. He's 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 the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Will Risset. Uh, Will, if you have an Audi, go fucking see him at Audi of Bellevue. He is he's exactly like me. Straight up to the point. Something's messed up. Sorry not going to sugarcoat it This is what we're going to yeah. do This is your solution to fix it um, If I can't fix it I know somebody that can mm-hmm. um, they're, they're my boys mm-hmm. um, I have technicians that uh, That I would oh god my, my technicians that I have had the pleasure To write a service for um, I have a few of them that I would walk to the ends Of the earth for and vice versa mm-hmm. um, I am uh, I'm actually currently transitioning um, I'm transitioning to Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram up in Marysville um, with the Raredon family mm-hmm. um, Adam shout out to Adam, Sorry, Adam. you are the guy <laughs> um, that man is awesome killing it incredible boss incredible manager um, incredible person mm-hmm. um, because of him um, I have grown a love for the Chrysler product um, as Ford girl
0: yeah. That says Let's something. be real here mm-hmm.
1: Not a huge fan of the Chrysler product, mm-hmm. But there's there's So many niche things Within within Chrysler SRT division has been dissolved For the most part Which makes me really sad Because that's part of the reason That I would even transition yeah. um, But seeing somebody else Who is so passionate And who has the drive that I do mm-hmm. That I have the opportunity to learn for, from mm-hmm. Hell yes Hell yes But yeah, no, being a woman in this industry is tough. It's tough Mm -hmm. as nails. Um, I normally average about 100 hours a week. Oh, shit. Easy, easy 100 hours a week. Um, A lot of people don't know um, service advisors, we are not paid hourly. Mm -hmm. We do not have a base. We do not have any of that. We are um, straight commission on the gross profit that we produce after our techs are paid. Um, So it is a tooth or nail it's a tooth or nail business. Yeah. It's um, you and, go all in
0: or, yep. you know, you have ass and you can get fired. Honestly. Exactly.
1: Well, not even that. It's also, um, if you don't build a relationship with your customer, um, mm. anytime you guys go to a car dealership, mm. you fill out a survey mm. that survey, directly affects us as service advisors it's not the dealership you're sticking it to okay. it's your advisor mm-hmm. um if for some reason you give an, an advisor a one star or multiple customers do within a th- 90 day rolling period mm-hmm. that advisor can lose their job oh, shit. and a lot of people don't know that um so make sure you fill
0: out the survey and yeah a, yeah like honestly. even
1: even if it's um even if it's something you had a really negative experience don't take it out on the advisor because that's their livelihood yeah. that you're messing with. Yeah. Um, go go directly to the advisor and address it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't, and say, hey, this is how I felt. Can we work this out? Yeah. Or can we sit down with your boss and have a conversation? Yeah. Because that is, that directly affects the service advisor's livelihood and whether or not they get to stay with the company. Yeah.
0: Um, I think at that point too, if you do, as a customer, have like you know things that you do want to say i think you should like rather than writing a one-star rating and you know making that advisor look bad maybe talk to them and maybe help them upon you know further customers in the future yeah. you know yeah
1: exactly With the
0: experiences of okay well this might have been shitty and at least you know help them learn and if yeah. they don't want to learn then that's up to them you know?
1: exactly exactly um i do have quite a few customers that have followed me um during every transition of my career, Mm -hmm. um, across brand changes, um, dealership changes. And, uh, I'm so grateful for the lifelong relationships that I've met and I, have been able to maintain with Mm -hmm. these people, um, because of my relationships that I built when I was at Bentley Lamborghini Rolls Royce Mm -hmm. before they acquired McLaren, before open road acquired them, Mm -hmm. um i got really involved with exotics at redmond town center i got super involved in the exotic scene and have had the opportunity to be around like-minded people mm-hmm. um and honestly like-minded women finding women in the and, auto industry that
0: you have the same like you know things that you like and you guys yeah. you know i bet you guys connect on a different level yeah very much most so. definitely because you guys both experienced the same shit yeah and then now you're gonna be in a place where you know you guys are both you know made it past the bullshit yeah now, now you guys are up at the top and you guys could just be like man look at you know you could talk to them and they i bet have the same experiences as you and you yeah. just like it's a feel-good moment i bet
1: definitely it's uh it's definitely a different experience and yeah. also female car enthusiasts a lot of like, guys, don't gatekeep the car community. I'm saying. Are you serious? Like, I'm if saying. a girl doesn't know something, like, teach her. Mm-hmm. Teach her. Like, if you're dating a girl that is interested in what you're passionate about and is willing to spend hours in the garage with you, teach her what you're doing.
0: And it's only going to help the community even more.
1: Right. You know? Because once you have that established relationship mm-hmm. with her and, you are, um, and you're an advocate for women, in the car community mm-hmm. and um giving not like i got really into cars my dad's a technician yeah. um so like this is this has been my life this has yeah. been my entire life um but i started turning wrenches on my own cars
0: At what age? because <laughs> what age?
1: um i got my hands dirty for, for the first time when i was 16 with my dad okay. um, and Best on but my
0: life. is that the turning moment? That, that was went kind from? of the,
1: that was the start. That yeah. was like that was that was the seed that was planted. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first experience, actually in the car scene specifically here in Seattle, mm-hmm. was uh, with one of my previous partners. Um, quite a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, I was with a technician, sure. and having somebody like as a kid when you're working with your dad. Your dad's just gonna, I I was a glorified Mm wrench-hander. I I can hold a flashlight like nobody's business.
0: Oh yeah, I bet. (laughs) That's how it is sometimes when you gotta work with your (laughs) pups.
1: Exactly, Um, but actually having somebody go through and explain to me why we're we're modifying something Mm -hmm. the way we're doing it. Um, Explaining to me the difference in the drivability of something. Mm -hmm. Um, The difference between a CVT versus a DPS6 transmission. Mm -hmm totally different driving experiences oh, yeah. totally different automatic transmissions completely oh, yeah. um but it's having somebody that was more engaged in my growth as a person mm-hmm. than trying to put me down for not understanding because mm-hmm. i didn't know
0: was that what your pops do
1: my yeah my dad kind yeah. of is like that a little bit um yeah. because he's he's been doing it for forty years, over forty years yeah. professionally.
0: And I think it also is comes down to it, you know, when you teach your family it's different. Yeah. You, know, you obviously like they're gonna put you on a different standard than yep. everybody else. Like if you if it was your pops teaching someone else, like, you know, maybe that was pain to learn stuff, it would have been way different. But yeah, you know, learning from someone that actually explains everything is mm-hmm. it's a whole different learning experience, like I said. It really
1: know. is. It really is. And you're like,
0: okay, the, oh that that's the reason why I, um, my dad said this, yeah. oh, and then everything starts clicking, and, yep. all that.
1: Yeah. and the the cog start turning. And you're like, oh, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense, right? Th-
0: rather than just do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. um Honestly, because of uh, because of that partner, I also I'm I'm a hardcore tire snob. Mm-hmm. I know I was kind of talking about my Continentals. I am a hardcore Conti girl, mm-hmm. through and through. I will run Blizzaks because they are some of the best winter tires and snow tires I've ever driven on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the driving dynamic in a car is a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the reason I haven't gone to coilovers or lowering springs on this car is because Ford set up this car yes front wheel drive okay big whoop um (laughs) Uh, but they a lot of people hate on the the sts for that like yeah yeah, you should have bought an rs but like why would i buy an rs when that wasn't the driving experience that i wanted wanted, um i'm all about give me give me a good all-wheel drive car all day like i will drive i will drive an sti i'll drive like an rs3 Mm -hmm. all day Mm. But when it's your daily, when it's something you're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of an econo box with a baby turbo. Yes. Yes, it is. That's yes. that's exactly why I bought it. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a different experience. And um, tires make the make or break your experience. Oh. So,
0: see, I mean, you see a lot of, you know, women in Altimas just hurting that car all the check engine lights and all that oh god and i always say like at least change oil that's you know just a simple you know 40 dollars or learn it by yourself on youtube honestly because there's so many videos on youtube where you can learn so much how to fix cars nowadays yeah definitely but shit um actually let's say this if you had to choose for i guess let's say for a budget for someone that's getting their first car Mm Mm-hmm maybe, let's say, $5,000. Okay. What would you say is a reliable brand and, or just, I guess, five or three cars that you would recommend to someone that's just trying to get A to B? I mean, what's the key things to look for and I guess, when looking for a new car?
1: So, you're talking to somebody who's a manual elitist jerk. Hi, everyone. Well, yeah, you do, like... (laughs) I only drive standard transmissions. Um, If it was me having to decide... Oh, God, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I know we were kind of talking about this before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a 92 Honda Accord
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that I have had. My family's actually owned it since it was new. So it's been in my family For since long. it had 100 miles on it. Now it has 287,000 on the original engine transmission and clutch. Okay. Um, And four of us learned how to drive in it. So that has um, a
0: lot of memories. It has a
1: lot of memories. That's why I kept her. Her name is Amanda, by the way. She's (laughs) awesome. So you
0: name all your cars. Oh,
1: my cars have names. Oh yeah. My cars have names. Um, but I definitely, the older Honda Accords, I am like, I am, I'm not a hardcore Honda girl. It's not my thing, Hmm. but reliability standpoint, um, I, I would 10 out of 10 buy another one of those. Um, some of the older Hyundai Elantras as long as they've had the transmission serviced every 30,000 miles, hell yes. Great gas mileage, um great A to B car. Mm-hmm. Um Hyundai fucking stepped up um in the early 2000s yeah with it's, all of their features.
0: I think yeah, because I remember my dad cuz I'm Japanese, so my family goes more towards the, you know, Japanese yeah. cars for most of the time, but it's funny because they always hated on, like, all the Hyundais and Kias and all yep. that shit. But, I don't know, riding in, uh, you know, m- my friends have, like, a Kia or some other shit. I'm just like, oh, they- they- they're they doing good now, though. Yeah. Compared to, you know, the stigma the that 90s, my parents gave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah know, like,
1: the 80s and 90s when they yeah, weren't so great. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, the, like, a Hyundai Elantra, some of the older Hyundai Elantras. Um, I had on I had an Elantra. That was my second car. Well, you
0: guys um, had it. I had
1: an Elantra. Um, and I loved that car. I loved that car. Was that in
0: Florida or was that here?
1: That was here. That was here. Um, that was, uh, it was in high school. I graduated from Monroe high school. Um, so I am quote unquote local. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but my family's divided. Um, my, unfortunately my family is divided. Um, so I did go back and forth. I do consider myself a Seattleite now that i've been here and haven't really gone home for more than like a week at a time Mm -hmm. um but i florida tampa specifically will always have my heart and same with seattle no matter where i go Mm -hmm. like that's home base both of them are home base for Mm me um third car i have to think of a third one hey
0: two is cool i think Uh. i think you gave two good like answers okay okay let me skip the third (laughs) But, okay, so let's talk about, you know, you went to UW and mm-hmm. you were you did talk about how you went from Washington to Florida before, you know, this podcast yeah. and all that. But, I mean, you were saying the thing of, like, Washington that you do, like, from, I guess, this, you know, climate and everything is mm-hmm. that they do have four seasons. And I think yes. that's one thing that is underrated about Washington. Yes. And a lot of people take for granted. Yes. But coming from someone that's from Tampa, explain just explain again why you like Washington weather and all that?
1: okay so first of all um two of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen in my entire life I I five north you can see Baker on a clear day mm-hmm. I five south heading into Seattle um, right before the Stewart exit Mercer Street exit um, right into your as you're cresting into Seattle when it's clear out you can see Rainier you can mm-hmm. see the city it is oh, yeah. so beautiful it is this moving experience yeah. um, but above all that, above all that, um, I am fall speaks to me mm. on this stupid, stupid level. Um, first of all, Turbo Girl, <laughs> <laughs> boosty season is uh. upon us. Um, but there's a road that I drive. If you guys are out on the greater East side, Woodinville, Redmond area, Bellevue, or we're willing to take the trek out, um... Woodenville Duval Road to Woodenville Snohomish Road. Mm-hmm. It is the most beautiful thing from October to November. Mm-hmm. Late September sometimes, depending on if we're having a late summer.
0: Yeah.
1: And the, when you see the leaves change, and you're driving through that, speed limit through there is like 35, 40, you got, you're forced to take your time and take it in.
0: Yeah, it's just everything goes in slow-mo. And everything
1: just... is just slow-mo and it's it's like stepping back in time in a way. Mm. Um, plus when you're heading heading out to Duval, heading out to that area, mm. it's like a step back in time to begin with. Yeah. Because you're back out on these roads where- So it's trees. It's trees, mm-hmm. it's trees, there's houses scattered now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but 10 years ago, there wasn't a whole lot there. Oh, um, so driving those roads, I've driven those roads now for 10 almost 10 years
0: still the same experience and it's
1: still the same experience every fall for me every single fall Mm -hmm. and I would never ever change that Mm
0: -hmm. ever Uh, you guys heard it so you guys need to experience this at least once if you guys are in Washington you said Woodinville
1: yeah so it's Woodinville Duval Road to Woodinville Snohomish Road Um, and that'll actually take you out to, to loop out to, um, out to Monroe, Mm. um, driving those back roads there. There's some twisties out Mm. there. There's some long corners. Mm. Um, you can, you can sure as hell get some speed out there. Mm. Um, and driving that in the daytime is absolutely stunning. Driving that at night in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, Mm. nobody's out there. Yeah. It is quiet. You need to go think you drive that.
0: Yeah. Hey, so I feel like everybody, okay, for a lot of people, I I feel like they're scared of driving, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But it seems like when you do have that car that, you know, you put in all the work in. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess this only applies to people that do, like, their cars and all that. It's like having the experience where you get to drive it and the view matches just the vibe. Mm -hmm. I think that's a whole different therapy, Yes, you know. And only certain people that have, like, the feel for the car Mm -hmm. would enjoy it you know yeah and I think shit off of the experience that you're telling me I I feel like I need to go there now it's just like oh shit maybe I need to check it out oh
1: yeah we'll go drive it this fall yeah yeah, dude
0: oh yeah I bet but I mean shit we're in Kirkland it's hella nice out here
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're sitting at Kirkland waterfront guys just so you know yeah
0: if you guys ever want to check it out but um besides from you know driving and you know like you were saying you started off your first hobby or your first like you know love for something was like riding horses you were saying yep and so explain how that transitioned from you know you said you had to pick or choose either horses and or cars, or cars. so what was the what was your like at that point you know you had a split road and you had to choose one of the other and like what was the reason why you chose cars over
1: so i grew up riding um it's called a system uh, a system is essentially the elite of the elite when it comes to um what I was doing I um and what like, age was this uh, I started riding when I was five.
0: Oh shit
1: four four or five I started riding ponies um and then I graduated into the larger horses, and uh um also um like I was riding jumpers I was <laughs> when you guys watch the summer olympic games and you're seeing the big ass horse and the big ass fence and the scary ass bitch jumping over it. Hi, that's me. I am an adrenaline junkie. Mm -hmm. Um, and nothing is more powerful than having a 1400 pound animal between your legs and being able to move it with just your legs. Mm -hmm. Um, horses, I have
0: no no clue.
1: (laughs) Horses are, um, especially at the level that I was riding. Um, I own my own horse. My horse was at a full training facility. Mm -hmm. Um, I was showing on a national level. Traveling the U.S. and showing, like I would, my horse would be shipped down for a show in California. I'd fly out Mm -hmm. and go ride for a week, Mm -hmm. and then come home, and then then back to work. And my horse would be shipped home. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Same thing like an athlete. Yeah, basically it is the same thing. Yeah, it's the same
1: thing. Um, And it was that that deciding point was. Yeah, my horse, he was getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're riding in the divisions that I'm riding in and when you're doing what I was doing, there's a lot of breakdown, not only on your body, but also on the animal's body. Oh, yeah.
0: Because um, it is a living It's living a living being. At the end of the he,
1: day. He, he was a living being. He and is a living being. And
0: you are pushing him as much as you were doing yourself. Pushing myself, yes. Yeah.
1: Um, so it became a matter of money what, where do I see myself? What can I do? Because when you ride horses, like it's not something for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's for the select few. It's for people that have the financial ability to be on that level with you. Um, that ride as well. Um, there's a lot of people that are also scared of horses when a, when a car, like people aren't scared of cars um and that was kind of my thing is I growing up I was kind of a loner. Um I very much kind of <laughs> very much not even kind of I was very much a loner when um when I was riding horses it was me and my horse. I, mean, I, I didn't like... have a, I didn't have a lot of friends. My mm-hmm. roommate who I currently live with, Hi Victoria, we love you. <laughs> um she is my longest friend. Mm. She's, she is my absolute longest friend. and met
0: her in high school?
1: Uh, I met her... Um, I actually met her through friends when I was up here visiting my dad when I was 12. Oh,
0: shit. So, so it's, I've been, known, it's been a long time. I
1: have known her for... Oh, God. It's going to be Almost 18 like. years.
0: Shit.
1: Yeah, 18 years. That's crazy to think about. Um, I met her through, through family friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And she was always scared of my horse. <laughs> she was always it, he, he was huge. I bet he I was mean, huge.
0: 1,400 pounds. No, right? Foot. No, he
1: okay, so to give you guys kind of a perspective, I'm barely five foot six. Mm. Okay, I'm barely five foot six. Um, and my horse's back was above my head.
0: Damn, so that's so a big, like, like, big boy.
1: Big yeah. boy. Um, so I wanted something in my adult life. Um, I will always have a passion for animals, always have a passion for horses, always, always. That will never change. That never will go away. Mm -hmm. Um, but my passion for cars, when that really started to take off, I had to make a financial decision Mm -hmm. of what's something that I can enjoy every day versus something I'm not enjoying every day. Mm -hmm. Um, what is something that I can share with the people in my life? You can't put you can't put four people in a, oh, on a horse, horse. That's true. but I can sure as hell put four people in my in the car. car. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of where that started mm-hmm. was I, I also needed a social outlet. I needed oh, wait, people do. to interact with. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's kind of hard to talk about. Um, but going from being somebody who was always alone to... Um, now I'm, I'm in four different car clubs. Yeah. Um, I'm constantly in group chats talking about this, talking about that. No. I have people that I'm constantly in communication with. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't have made that choice, I would not be the person I am today. I would not be working in the industry I'm working in. I would not have the passion that I have for cars and for this lifestyle I've essentially built for myself.
0: I think it's crazy that like, you know, one move in your life could make a big change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you were talking from a perspective, you know, when you were younger and you said you didn't, you know, you didn't have much friends and, you know, but now you're in group chats and, you know, texting and all that. I mean, I bet there was a transition, I mean, upon like just being able to be like socially aware and all Mm -hmm. that and i mean how was that because i know f- even for me like, i think everybody has that moment in their life where they you know they are able to the end epiphany. Up, yeah the epiphany where it clicks and you're just like oh this you know because i feel like for me it's just like at the end of the day if you treat humans as humans and you only spread positivity i mean shoot positive things are gonna come your way yeah exactly you know?
1: um my my epiphany mm-hmm. my ep-
0: your epiphany moment You good? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, my my epiphany moment. Um, my epiphany moment. So I, um, I was in a really bad car wreck in 2015. Um, I almost lost my life. Um, for anybody who um, lived in the North End, um, beginning of October, first day the toll lanes were open, heading south, um, there was a five car pileup, and I was the one that was airlifted. Um, and during that time, um, I, I was airlifted, um, I was in the ICU, I was wheelchair bound for eight weeks after I got out of the hospital, um, and I wrecked a car that I loved, I had a 2013 Buick Verano Turbo, um, my ex-husband, um, who I am no longer, we are no longer involved in each other's lives, um. He was a senior master tech for Cadillac. Now he's a field service engineer. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that they bring in from corporate if somebody can't fix something. Mm-hmm. Um, we had done an ATS V4 transmission swap into it to make it all-wheel drive. Oh, okay. So um, that car we had it, from scratch. It was it was awesome. I've, I love that car. I miss the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but my epiphany moment was... Uh, was my first time behind the wheel first time behind the wheel after I uh, after I was allowed to start driving again mm. um so <laughs> I'm good I'm good I'm good it's yeah, just that good. um I had this this moment um so I as I told you guys I still have my 92 Accord mm. um after my car accident it was the only thing I felt comfortable driving because it's five speed um it was me giving my power back to myself and I can't even begin to tell you I can't even begin to tell you um I literally parked my car at my at my place Mm -hmm. and I just sat there and was like I this is this is where I need to be this is this is I have to rebuild. I have to. I have to get back to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to. I have to be behind a wheel of a car. I cannot ever give that up again. I cannot. Um, and that's when I guess the obsession started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I always kind of had like a knack for uh, being a gearhead and mm-hmm. uh, being an adrenaline junkie and cars, but when you realize that you're I was working at a dealership at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was around like minded people. I was around I was around those people that that got me. That got my brain that got that got is, it. Yeah. I got it. Um that's that's the beginning of an obsession.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I can't even begin to tell you. Um after that um I Who At the start of COVID, I had 12 cars. um, Not a uh, lot
0: of people could say that.
1: I had 12 cars at the time. Mm -hmm. um, And I found myself surrounded by the coolest, most genuine, down-to-earth gearheads that I have ever experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. People who work for the big name companies work for spacex for amazon for microsoft that own their own software companies um women um right before covid um my girl jamie june uh she is actually head of the women's council for ferrari um and for the pacific northwest Mm -hmm. um she also works for um for all the Ferrari dealerships, as a social media coordinator, oh shit, um, she started something called Beauty and Keys, which is an all-women's car club, all makes, models, marques, and it's all women—all women that love cars, mm-hmm. love all things cars, love all things beauty. Um,
0: I mean, I think that goes hand in hand. It
1: goes things hand in hand for uh, women, yeah. and um, the group is. I can tell you right now i would have not made it through covid um through lockdown through through any of it mm-hmm. without my girls mm-hmm. hands down hands mm-hmm. down i would have never met them if i didn't pursue what had become an obsession yeah. if i didn't go out and seek out mm-hmm. other people yeah um so yeah that's that's kind of how i came to be who i am um my girls um uh, all my people in Pacific Northwest, BMW, love you guys. Um, I, Pacific Northwest, STRS, uh, we have Focus Wars next weekend down no, in Ocean sorry. Shores. Oh, I'm um, so I'm going to be down there for that. i mm-hmm. um, doing a down and back on Saturday if somebody wants a caravan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I, my, my love became, my passion became my obsession. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more than just my job now. Yeah. It's. I will never date a guy that doesn't either drive a manual first of all first stipulation mm-hmm. must drive manual second <laughs> <laughs> second stipulation must know how to change your own oil I'm not doing it for you boy mm-hmm. um, and three like have your own perspective have your own perspective on what you like like I'm not going to hate on you if you're if you're totally into for Honda sure. if you're totally into Subaru cool yeah. that's your thing mm-hmm. That's not my thing, but that's your thing, and I would love to learn about it. Yeah. I would love to learn about what you're obsessed with. Uh, so, that's a... I will never date somebody that's not a car guy ever again. Yeah.
0: Ever and, again. <laughs> and plus, because also, like, I bet a lot of people that don't understand the same level as you mm-hmm. when it comes to cars, it's just like, they will never understand you as a person because this is something yeah. that you, you know, you made a business. This is your life at this point, like yeah. you said. And I think it's amazing to hear that someone could make their you know their hobby or something that they're into like interested in into something that the, they could build their whole lifestyle around yeah and i think you're in a place i'm gonna be honest like i hope i could be at one day where you know yeah. you could be you know just relaxing you just work because that's what you love to do yeah. rather than something that you have to do you know yeah. And i think yeah honestly you give me inspiration just to do the shit that i want to do Good. and Thank you. i think a lot of people would appreciate just everything that you've been sharing and stuff like that.
1: Well, I appreciate it.
0: But I mean, shit, if you want to give yourself a shout out on like IG, like you said,
1: well, Hey guys. Uh, my name is Ashley Hicks. Um, I am going to be 30 next month. Um, dirty 30. It's coming. <laughs> um, you can hit me up on Instagram or on TikTok. Um, my, uh, my handle is a, a Hicks, H I C K S Seattle spelled out. Um, and, uh, you can come find me at, uh, our exotics at RTC Saturday mornings. I'm normally there. Um, if you have a focus and, uh, are, uh, one of our lovely people in Pacific Northwest STRS, come find me at focus wars next weekend. Um, and if you are a Euro trash driver like me, <laughs> um, love my M3, just saying, um, Come, come find me at a PNW BMW drive. I would love to get to talk to you. Um, and ladies out there, ladies, mm-hmm. come join Beauty and Keys. Come to our next drive. We are in a planning process right now for our fall drive. Um, we normally go to the Pumpkin Patch, and we normally do a Backroads drive um, there and back to Carnation. Um, so, yeah, come out, hang out with us, um, and I'll see you guys at the next show.
0: Well, you guys heard it. You know, this is... Uh, I mean Tampa and Seattle's finest. We got Ashley again. I appreciate you for being on the podcast again. Thank so you. make sure you guys tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. and shit. We'll call that a wrap. Sounds good. All right, peace.